Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. How's your week going, guys? It's going good. Yeah? Good week. It's been an interesting week. How so? Well, when my wife and I got um, started dating and then got married, um, I was really, I was the big propeller of the Christmas spirit in our house. But... Um, I think this year Christine has actually caught up with me. She's oh. been, she's had some of the most amazing estate sale finds of vintage Christmas stuff for the last few weeks. I'm going to try to help get her. Um, she's not working tomorrow, so I'm going to try to get her help to get a good photo that I can share with you all of the cool Christmas treasures that have made their way to the Crow Home. Nice. That's awesome. You should definitely post that on all the social medias. I feel like I'm going to cry. I'm so happy. Here's joy. <laughs> Here's Still, do we have any reason this week to be gleeful? Yes, we do, Tom, because really? we're continuing TV month this week by covering the Christmas episodes of Glee. The four they've done they did four over their course of their six seasons or however many they had. But um before we dive into them individually, I just wanted to go through the credits really quickly. Uh just because it's the same cast for the most part throughout them all. So Glee was created by Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Ian Brennan, and it has a huge cast, and I'm not going to subject our listeners to me reading them all, so uh, how about you guys help me here? All right. Will Schuster is played by Matthew Morrison. Sue Sylvester, Jane Lynch. Emma Pillsbury, Jayma Mays. Shannon Beast is Dot Marie Jones. Principal Figgins is Iqbal Theba. Rachel Berry is Leah Michelle. Kurt Hamill is Chris Colfer. Finn Hudson is Corey Monteith. Quinn Fabray is Diana Agron. Artie Abrams is Kevin McHale. Santana Lopez, played by Naya Rivera. Tina Cohen-Chang, played by Jenna Ushkowitz. Mercedes Jones is played by Amber Riley. Noah Puck-Puckerman is Mark Salling. Brittany Pierce is played by Heather Morris. Sam Evans is Cord Overstreet. Blaine Anderson, played by Darren Chris. 
Sarah has a huge crush on him, by the way. Mike Chang is played by Harry Shum Jr. Becky Jackson is Lauren Potter. Rory Flanagan is Damian McGinty. Kitty Wilde is Becca Tobin. Jake Puckerman is Jacob Artist. Marley Rose, played by Melissa Benoist. Wade Unique Adams is played by Alex Newell. Millie Rose is Trisha Ray Stahl. And Bert Hummel is played by Mike O'Malley. I love Mike O'Malley. Me too. So yeah, why don't we give a brief overview of our histories with Glee as a whole before getting into each of the episodes. So Julia, why don't you go first? Yeah, I remember watching Glee when it was on TV and I'm pretty sure I just watched the first season, maybe a little bit into the second season. And for some reason, the last episode I remember watching is the Madonna episode, which was pretty great, by the way. Um, And I loved it more, I realize now, for the music than anything, but I figure that's probably what you should love it for. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. i some of these episodes, I had no idea they got a new cast because I stopped watching. So I didn't know who the people were. <laughs> and it was like, I don't understand what's happening. So you stopped watching after season one for the most part? I'm pretty sure I only make it so you had a little too. You had never seen any of the Christmas episodes then? Oh, no, I remember seeing this first one. So then maybe I made it through two and then stopped. Yeah, yeah because I didn't know any of the others, but I did know the, the season two. How about you, Tom? I begrudgingly watched part of season one with my wife. I found the storylines to be beyond ridiculous and obnoxious. Some of the characters graded on my nerves far too much. Uh, she also had me watch the reality TV show. Do you guys remember that? Oh, I, I vaguely have memories of that. Yeah. Where they brought like Rory Flanagan came from. He was a winner on that show. Um, I really liked the music. They, the, the cast was great. <coughs> But um, yeah, I did. It, it wasn't. It was not my jam. They had a a reality show, Glee. That's how they found the character who of Rory, right? Rory, the guy with the long hair and the nose ring. He was on there. Oh. The uh, large African American young man was on there too. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, there were the ones where I was like, "Oh, they got a new cast." I had no idea. The new cast, nobody cared about. <laughs> Which is is obvious by the Christmas episode, them getting all of every old cast member they possibly could in every shot they possibly could. Yeah. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, So my history with Glee is I watched the first episode because Leia Michelle was in it and she grew up around where I live. So I was surprised by the first episode. I I really liked the first season mostly for the music, but also because it had this weird, quirky, kind of adult sense of humor in a lot of regards. But I agree with you, Tom. A lot of the cast was insufferable and the storylines were absurd. I stopped watching Glee after the third season when the original cast left and drifted off into their, you know, minor roles. Not only for that reason, because I didn't have any affection toward the new cast, but also because I found the longer Glee was on the air, it became much more after school, especially <laughs> the longer it remained on the air and kind of lost that edgy sense of humor it had in the early episodes. And that really annoyed me. It's amazing the fall from grace that, that Glee had. I mean, it was everywhere for a couple of seasons and then nobody cared anymore. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a slow, steady decline. It was all at once. It's like, bam, Glee is dead. <laughs> 
It was kind. Of, it was. I, I feel like it was at that transition when the new cast it was. came in. But the Christmas episodes, I always really enjoyed, just because of my proclivity for Christmas music. So why don't we start with the first Christmas episode? Season two, it was episode 10, A Very Glee Christmas, and it uh, debuted for the first time on December 7th, 2010. It was written by the series co creator Ian Brennan, and it was about when Artie finds out that Brittany still believes in Santa Claus, he convinces the rest of the Glee Club to help him keep her belief alive. Meanwhile, Sue rigs the faculty Secret Santa gift exchange so that she gets all of the gifts. When her scheme is exposed, however, she decides to become the Grinch and take out her anger on her nemesis, Will Schuster, and his Glee Club by stealing the gifts they intend to give to the local homeless charity. So what did you guys think of this episode? I love this one. This one is like the one to beat for me when it comes to Glee. Me Um, too. Yeah, the music was all the ones I love and and I liked the storyline and even the subplots I liked mostly and... Yeah, I really like this one. I love Jane Lynch. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like just straight up, I, the woman, the way she pulls what she does off and seeing her, Sue's character, consciously becoming the Grinch. <laughs> one of the greatest TV moments uh, for holiday t- television that I, that I know of. So I really liked how lovingly they recreated I didn't like... We'll get into the songs in a minute. I wasn't the biggest fan of the Grinch cover, but I liked how much effort they put to recreate a lot of the shots from the animated special, like uh-huh. the hand grabbing the ornaments and slithering across the floor and everything. Like it was done with such love. I love that whole sequence. And Brittany mm-hmm. as Cindy Lou Who. Yeah, with just with the, the hair. Knock in and saw her, and she had her hair done this done up the same way. Yeah, it was cl- it was clever. I mean, this is early Glee. I mean, I, I will give it. This was a lot more clever too than uh, the the episodes we're going to discuss later. There was a lot more creativity underlying. Yeah. This one. So you love Jane Lynch, but what do you think of Sue in general? Just out of curiosity, because oh. she was such like a uh, on the show. She flipped flopped back and forth from being a decent, caring teacher to being such a cruel lady. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really there's dead. a. There's one ex- perfect example of that that we'll talk about in a, in a, in a later season, but uh, I love her. <laughs> I do too. She was also I, my favorite too. Mine I love, too. I love to hate her. I love to hate her. <laughs> She's just the, one of the funniest things on TV. Just And again, how Jane Lynch does it, I don't know. They did I a good job of giving her heart in the right places. Very surprising places. Right? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I liked that about her character a lot. 
As I recall, I'm just making sure I understand because I'm putting into Becky into perspective here. Sue's sister was in a nursing home or? She was in a care facility, yes. Yeah, some sort of care facility. And she passed away during this show, right? She, Yeah, she passed away, I think, early season three. Okay. I think that's why in the next, well, in the next one, she's trying to distract herself. But. I remember, okay. So, but Becky's filling that void. She's She's got this connection to Becky. Correct. That yes. seems so out of character when taken out of context of her sister. So did you notice, and I Googled it and it was a conscious reference, but did you notice the other Christmas special that we covered recently that this one paid homage to with Britney's storyline, sitting on Santa's lap and asking him for something Santa can't possibly bring? Yeah, Brady yeah. Bunch. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. That was on purpose? Yeah, I saw that. Too. That was on purpose, yep. Wow. <laughs> so I really appreciated that. We so took that was... a few of the big Christmas ones. And, this... and a disgusting one later. Which one? When Artie makes a Christmas special. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh later, later. Later, later. I thought you meant later yeah. in the episode. Gotcha. But no, yeah, they totally, in all of the episodes, pay respects to christmas um specials and movies and tv shows that came beforehand so i i do really appreciate the loving care they treated our holiday with yes so how about we run through the songs because that'll also help us talk about plot a little bit i think just things that are going on in the episode specific times julia do you want to talk about what's going on (laughs) when they're singing the most wonderful day of the year so they're decorating the Glee Room. This mm-hmm. is our first one, our first song out of the gate. They're decorating the Glee Room. They've got a tree up and they're and they're just all kind of in the spirit and they're all merry because it's Christmas time and it's like the opener. So you just see them, hub, you know, buzzing around the, the music room. It was great. I like this. Right? Yeah, I like this song too. And it was a good choice too because the Glee Club are a bunch of outcasts and they're singing about the Misfit Toys. And I yeah, it exactly. This is probably it, my favorite version of that song, actually. I could agree with that. So is at this point, Will Schuster comes in and, you know, basically says they're going to raise money for charity, right? And get gifts for charity. So they decide to go around the school, which hates them, singing We Need a Little Christmas in the various classrooms. And uh, I love this part because I like the song and their version of the song, but also just getting slushies and shoes thrown at them. I loved it. The teacher throwing the shoe was the best. I mean, it wasn't the kid that threw a shoe at them while they were performing. It was one of the years. Yeah, and I love the disbelief at the Glee Cup students, too, when she throws it. Like, one of the remarks about it afterwards. Uh-huh. <laughs> So Merry Christmas, darling. Rachel Berry kind of lures Finn to the auditorium because they're broken up at this point because she made out with Puck, I think. I'm not sure. And she kind of wants to apologize to him. She's still in love with him or something. And uh, he says he can't forgive her. So she sings Merry Christmas, darling to an empty auditorium because the show must go on. (laughs) When we discussed insufferable, this. And I'm sorry, the, her voice is, is, is perfect. It just lacks all emotion. And I find it to be such a dry note. Mm. Like, there's a song here that could have had a lot of meaning and impact behind it, but her voice just did not convey that at all to me. This song was my second least favorite song in the episode. But this, you so she's on stage with all of those blue trees. You realize that that same set recurs, I think, in every, every Christmas episode. episode but, but maybe the last one, I can't remember. I caught that. Yeah, I'm like, these blue trees are back again. Great. In fairness, though, 
schools always whipped out the same old decorations every year. Yeah, but I don't expect Glee no, to no, hold I, on I, to that one truth. I, I, totally, I totally get that. But I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Right, they do. I agree. Yeah, I'm so, not a Rachel Berry fan. No, at me all. either. This could have been her voice. It's it's technically on point and beautiful, but it just lacks emotion to me. Do y'all like this song in general when sung by the Carpenters? I do. Nah. I, like I hated oh. this. I hated this cover. It's my second least favorite cover. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, though, I own all the Glee Christmas album. <laughs> Because they would release them before the episodes, and I was a sucker. I was like, Christmas music. And then, like, I wouldn't have the episode first to tell me it sucked. I just went for the Christmas music. So were you a little disappointed on some of these episodes? Not this CD. Not this one. Uh, Yeah, no, but some of these these episodes, I would have been very upset that I purchased that that album prior to. Yeah, you're (laughs) not wrong. Tom, do you want to talk about Baby It's Cold Outside? Like, the whole what's surrounding that song and everything so it's really um interesting this is the start of a uh, an annual tradition that um kurt and blaine have where they do um a duet each christmas and this year they did baby it's cold outside which um was interesting i'm trying to remember what it looked like visually it was black and white right no that's no, the next episode next this episode. is where they're kind of dancing around the student common room or whatever it is oh right right mm-hmm. And Kurt's at the new school and kind of feeling like an outsider and trying to get in their glee club. And Blaine is the golden boy here. And they end up dancing around and singing Baby It's Cold Outside. I love this duet. Yeah, I liked it too. I will say though, in terms of insufferable characters, I never liked Kurt. Rachel and Kurt were the two I could never stand. (laughs) But uh, I really liked this duet. I really liked Blaine. I, I really liked Blaine, too. He's such a good character. Such a good character. And Harry Potter reference with him. He what? got his start as one of those star kid Harry Potter musical. That's how he Glee discovered him. Really? He played, he played Harry, yeah. Oh, I can totally see that. Which, by the way, the whole musical's worth watching. <laughs> it's like a parody-type musical. But if you're going to YouTube one song, YouTube the opening number, Get Back to Hogwarts, it's really cool. Oh, Excellent. What do you guys think of that song in general, by the way? Not necessarily this version, Baby It's Cold Outside, because I know it rubs some people the wrong way, and some people love it, some people hate it. Rapey. Yeah, it's super rapey, but man, I love that song. I love it too. (laughs) Yeah, songs to sing along to if it's the right combination. So there's a Harry Connick Jr., Leanne Womack, right? Is that the duet? I I don't know who he's singing with, but the Harry Connick Jr. version, I assume we're thinking of the same one. Yeah, Yeah, super rapey, but... It's so fun to sing to. <laughs> I really like it. Harry Connick Jr., uh, I like most of his cri- uh, Christmas album. Yeah, he's me too. He's a really campy crooner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like he's like really a little over the top and kind of kooky, mm-hmm. but uh, it's fun. <laughs> so uh, as the kids are all dealing with their own drama, the teachers had Secret Santa amongst themselves, and it turns <laughs> out <laughs> Coach Sylvester, Sue Sylvester, had rigged it so she gets all the kids. So she says they're legally her property now. If she if they try to take them back, she's gonna have them arrested. But of course the teachers do, and they're gonna donate them all to charity. But no no, at first they believe her. <laughs> they walk Coach out. Coach Beast and Will are there and they're looking outraged and she's like, They're my property now, and if you take them, that's stealing. I'll call the police. So they just walk out and leave all these kids there. And Will tells us Will. that he had to talk to uh HR or something. Yeah. <laughs> to find out that they weren't illegal, they weren't legally hers. <laughs> um, 
I like when he flips the phone off the wall when he walks out. He's way out and drops it. He runs over to get back up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she's super annoyed. So she decides to literally become the Grinch. Inspired by, I think Will, as he walked out, said, you're not going to steal our Christmas or something. Somebody had the line that set her off. And when I say she becomes the Grinch, she literally goes so far to dress up as Santa paint herself green and put a reindeer antler on Becky's head (laughs) to go to the Glee club room and steal all the gifts that are under their tree. Mm -hmm. So I, like I said, I love the whole sequence and how, Mm -hmm. you know, how much they tried to recreate the original animated one. I'm not the big, this is my least favorite song in the episode. I don't know. It's just Thurl Ravenscroft or ever sung it originally that deep Mm -hmm. baritone. And this was like, it's a different interpretation. I just, I didn't really like it. That was Katie mm-hmm. Lang singing it. And yeah, I saw that Will too. Schuster, yeah. yeah. I liked this one. Yeah, I liked sure. it too. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I like um, most You're a Mean One Mr. Grinch versions I like. They just seem to be, everybody who sings it, um, except for Thorough Ravenscroft, adds a level of whimsy to it. Hmm. This one had some fun. They did a little bit of fun stuff with their voices. It was, it was good. Mm-hmm. I think how you feel about You're a Mean One Mr. Grinch is how I feel about Last Christmas. <laughs> There's one thing, before we move on to that, that, I wanted to say one more thing about this song. So there's this whole plot line going on where Brittany believes in Santa Claus and she's dating Artie at the time and he finds this so endearing. He wants to keep that magic alive. Mm-hmm. He says to the rest of the kids, he gets them to go along with it. Don't you remember when you were young and believed in Santa? We should preserve that for Brittany. So they go to visit the mall, Santa, and um, she she's asked for Artie, who is in a wheelchair, to be able to walk again, much to their horror, because obviously Santa can't deliver on it, even though he promises. So in the middle of your mean one, Mr. Grinch, she comes in with her hair done up like Cindy Lou Who <laughs> and confronts the Grinch, who she doesn't recognize as her teacher. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> because it's Brittany, who's the ditzy blonde, and um, Sue Sylvester pulls the same exact Grinch excuse. I'm taking the tree to go fix it up at the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. Although, why is Brittany at school after dark, leaving a present <laughs> under the glee, t- <laughs> glee room tree? The Brittany part of this, which I feel like that's kind of the main story. Yeah. I love it. I always liked her, but I really liked her in this episode. She was a perfect character to be that person in this one. Totally. And I like how that resolves itself too with Coach Beast dressing up as Santa and getting Artie those mechanical Uh leg brace things, which they comment in a later episode, disappear the next day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But... uh, Broke. They broke the next day. <laughs> yeah, right. broke. They say that? <laughs> um, I, I really like, by the way, Coach Beast as a character. She's just so sweet. I love she her she from is. the get-go. One of my favorites. Uh, so the Glee Club is devastated the next day when they find out that Sue Sylvester stole their tree. They assume it's her. but So Finn and Rachel go volunteer to get another tree, and they end up singing Last Christmas together in the Christmas tree lot. So, mm-hmm. Tom, you didn't like this one? No. Because Is you it, don't like that song at all? Or you don't I like this rendition? Okay. You didn't like this rendition, I love, really? I love oh, I this love rendition. It. Yeah. I thought it sounded really good. I would have gone Yeah, I'll cue this one up over the original Last Christmas sometimes. 
Me too. You know who really killed last Christmas? <laughs> who? Worst version of it? T. Sweezy. I even heard that. Taylor Swift. T. Sweezy. Yeah, I haven't. I don't oh, yeah, I okay. heard her Christmas oh, stuff. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. I was like, what? No. This is a real thing. I'm not making it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I will say this. It was one of Leah Michelle's better performances out of all of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Her and Finn always harmonize really well. Their voices complement each other very, very well. He did. Um, and that tree farm was so pretty. Yeah, I loved it. It was such a nice setting. Happy. And it was at night, even though it should have been technically during the day because they left in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm not going to get into <laughs> Glee content. Maybe they had to drive like four hours. Maybe they went to Connecticut. Maybe. Because <laughs> they, they do have great Christmas tree farms in Connecticut. I'm going to get into the negative part and just get it out of the way. I had a really hard time watching these with Corey and Mark both being dead. It was a bummer. It, yeah. Yes. Knowing that it was, um, Finn and Puck it, died. Yeah. And in the way, it just, it, it, yeah. Yeah, that was more evident for me in some of the later episodes, but um, yeah. It was just a bummer. And because and, Finn was a character everybody loved, right? From the get-go, he was just this great good guy who stood up for the underdog who was romantically abused multiple mm-hmm. times by women well girls so trying to get back to a positive note I'm sorry <laughs> sorry we we're just i had to mention no we we did we did have to address it it was the good thing to do the right thing to do so to raise their because all their gifts were stolen and will schuster decides you know to basically have the glee club carol for all the teachers in the staff room to get them to donate money and they sing welcome christmas to continue with the grinch theme Mm. and as they're beginning to sing it sue sylvester is in her office surrounded by all her gifts just gloating how she ruined christmas for the glee club and then she and becky hear the music and make their way to the staff room and the glee club is singing what i thought was a really beautiful rendition of it was welcome christmas yeah it was beautiful is there a reason you're not saying their name new directions Mm. That's the name of the Glee Club, the New Directions. So I'm going to admit, this is the first, the, watching these was the first time I watched Glee in ages, and I forgot a lot of stuff, such as the name of their Glee Club. So when I was looking up who sung each song, I was like, New Directions. I was associating it with One Direction. I was like, wait, what? This makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then it hit me. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this was a wonderful song, wonderful version. It was beautiful, right? And this is this is where we have our Linus moment too, because Sue Sylvester has her change of heart and mm-hmm. gives all the gifts back. The episode ends with her showing up at Will's apartment on Christmas Eve, because the whole episode mm-hmm. he's talking about how he's going to spend Christmas alone because he's divorced and Emma's with somebody new. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stamos, John Stamos's character. Yep, oh, he was a he was really? a dentist, right? Yeah, Maybe something like that. So uh, Sue breaks into his house. She had a key made ages ago. She doesn't break into it. She had a key made ages ago. (laughs) And uh, she brought a Christmas tree and Christmas decorations and the whole Glee Club. And they decorate the tree and everything. And her and Will end the episode by saying Merry Christmas to one another. And I loved it. Do you guys have any favorite quotes in this episode? I do. Although you just did my first, my big favorite one. (laughs) (laughs) I made ages ago. Um, so it's when Kurt and Blaine are rehearsing Baby It's Cold Outside. And Kurt goes, okay, I think you're ready. And Blaine goes, well, for the record, you're much better than that girl's going to be. Pointing <laughs> <laughs> to the rapiness of the song, which made me laugh. Yeah. 
because it's it is rapey. I love it when Brittany says, "Last year I left my stocking up over Christmas vacation, and an entire family of mice started living in it. Their Christmas gift to each other was rabies." <laughs> <laughs> I love at the end when Sue Sylvester gives Will Schuster a Christmas gift, and he's hesitant to open it, and she says, "It's okay. It's not going to explode." And he takes out a razor and she just looks at his curly hair. And she's like, I thought you might want to put us all out of our misery and shave off that chia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like when Brittany is waiting in line to see Santa and she tells the woman playing the elf, remember, elves have rights too. <laughs> yeah, I liked that too. <laughs> Little Hermione moment. <laughs> Yeah, oh, totally a writing moment. <laughs> I love how the kids tell Will how they got all the stuff for the tree. Uh, Finn's like, oh, we're trying to get into the Christmas spirit, Mr. Shoe. Christmas is totally my favorite holiday. And check out this awesome tree I found on the side of the road. It must have fallen off some guy's car. Santana says, the guy who lived ne- lives next next door finally killed off his elderly mother. And when they carted him off, they left the house open, like wide open. So I think she was a, a holiday hoarder. <laughs> And then we'll ask him about the presents and Puck says, I lifted him from a display at the mall. Don't worry. They're empty. <laughs> like that makes his death better. So I love when all the, how all the kids are having fun with sitting on Santa's lap, like to do, they're doing it for Brittany to show, Hey, we still believe in Santa too. And just the things they ask for. So Mercedes is like, I've been a very good girl, Santa. I want a pony and a dolly that laughs and cries. And one of us smells like McDonald's. <laughs> then Lauren sits on his lap. I want Puckerman to love me. He's a fox. And I want sweet potato fries. Mm. And Santana sits on his lap. I want bling. I can't be more specific than that. Okay, hold up. Tell me that's a roll of Surtis in your pocket. And then Quinn asks for something for stretch marks because she had the baby last season. Mm-hmm. So I thought all of that was very funny. That was really funny. That was funny. Um, so we talked about liking Coach Beast. Um, I loved when she dressed up like Santa and was in was and had that discussion with Brittany about why Santa might not be able to do this thing for Artie. Um, so like when she says, sometimes what Santa wants to give a good girl like you is patience because believe it or not, there are even some things that he can't manage. You know, there was a girl, a girl a little younger than you, and when she was a little husky, she was always asking Sandy for the same thing to make her look more like other girls. She wasn't asking me pretty or nothing, but she just didn't want to stick out so much. Santa just couldn't do it. So instead, Santa gave her patience. And later on, that girl was was glad that Sandy didn't give her what she'd asked him for. She she put being she put being husky to good use. And Brittany goes, Was her name Ricky Lake? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Brittany was firing like crazy in this episode. Yeah, I feel like she always crazy. fires like crazy. I love her character. They don't always give her the they don't always give her the the opportunity though, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's one thing about this show. You can go episode like five episodes without seeing like three of these kids and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they'll have like a plot line, a big plot line. Right. Yep. So I, I felt Finn as was my spirit animal when Rachel made the winter wonderland for him. And she said, don't you love my winter wonderland? And he says, well, I don't really like artificial trees. I like real ones. They smell amazing. That's kind of the whole point. <laughs> I actually did think of you when he said did that. You? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I liked when all the girls are about to cut their hair and sell it for charity to 
get the money since Sue sold all the gifts that they were going to donate. And Quinn says, I can't believe I'm doing this. I look horrible with short hair. And Tina says, shut up. With your bone structure, you could totally pull off a Rosemary's Baby's look. I'm going to look like Jackie Chan. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we're all in agreement. This passed as a line of test. Totally. Okay, so let's rank it then. Julia, what would you give it? I give it an 8.7. Tom, what would you give it? Nine. I'm going with a nine. That has us at an 8.9. Which, for the time being, that is number one. Will it remain? Stay tuned. So let's move on to the next one. Julia, do you want to give us an overview of that one? Yeah. So season three's Extraordinary Merry Christmas originally aired December 13th in 2011. Um, Written by Marty Noxon, who is known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, Unreal, Code Black. Synopsis for this episode is... Sue recruits the Glee Club to sing at a homeless shelter where she will be volunteering, in part to distract herself from the first Christmas without her sister, Jean. Though New Directions happily agrees at first, they renege on the agreement, much to Sue's dismay, when they're asked to create a holiday special for the local PBS affiliate station with Artie directing. So I'm very glad we covered the Star Wars Christmas special before this. because yeah. fortuitous. Artie incorrectly refers to it as the greatest Christmas special of all time. (laughs) By the way, Artie's Christmas sweater game is strong, which also reminded me of Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Tom is a little legendary for his Christmas sweater status. They're fantastic. I do love that game. Every time I saw him, I was like, nice. I don't compete with Artie, though. I mean, those were amazing. So I know we hated the Star Wars special, though, but I appreciated the Chewbacca cameo. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I appreciated the the way he put the special together, and it looked just like the opening of Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah. (laughs) There was a lot of attention to detail there. So, So the special in general... Okay, so I really, this is probably my second favorite Christmas episode of the lot. I really like the old timey black and white throwback to all those classic variety specials from back in the day. And I thought they did a good job with it. I hated this episode. <laughs> really? Yes, I really did. I felt like the black and white stuff went on way too long and it didn't, none of it pieced together. It just seemed like, I feel like I wanted more of the feels and the special gave me zero feels except for the Rory part that gave me little feels, but that was just calling up Charlie Brown Christmas. That's all I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I couldn't, I, I didn't, I just didn't like it. I really didn't. I was bored the whole time. So speaking of a Charlie Brown Christmas, do you, do you, did you guys notice Rachel directly quoted Sally in this one? I'm just wanting what's coming to me. I just want what's coming to me. Yeah. I hated Rachel on this one as well. 
Oh, I hated her. Oh, well, I hate her in every episode. But oh, her yeah. song, her oh, song gosh. "River" on here was just so. It was in the same exact setting, and it was just awful. I hate that song in general. But yeah, wish I had a river I could sail away on. Yeah, <laughs> and I also don't. I know we're skipping ahead, but I also don't like Elvis's "Blue Christmas." Like as a song, I don't like it. But if I'm gonna listen to it, it's got to be Elvis's version because it's just so funny, you know. Ho 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 ho. I mean, it, it's like it's one of those you like sing along to whether you like it or not. I mean, we do it as a family, but I don't like the song. <laughs> uh, before we'll there, there were a lot of song misses for me too. What did you think overall of this episode, Tom? Just before we get into the songs in detail. It was boring, lackluster. After the what we just after the one we watched before, um, yeah, it just didn't do it for me. I feel like I it was pretty harsh to follow up the first one. Yeah, because you're true. not supposed to watch them like that, right? You're supposed right. to be in the Christmas doldrums, and then here's your Christmas episode. But yeah, it was rough following up the first one. Well, I liked it, but I did have a problem with the ending. So I'm just gonna jump to the ending and tell you what my problem was. And it was that the kids didn't have a change of heart and go to the shelter out of the kindness of their hearts. They went because the PBS affiliate cut off their show and got the Yule Log rights back. And that bothered me because it should have been, the Linus moment should have been them realizing a quarter of the way through their show, halfway through whatever, you know, we need to leave and go help Sue with the homeless shelter. Yeah. But they didn't. And you keep waiting for it. That's the thing. Like I kept waiting for that to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Because like, it seems like that should have happened. Yeah, and it should have, they, they could have done it like after Rory read the Nativity. Yeah. Yeah. But, and they cut, they, that's kind of when they cut to it, but it wasn't because the story touched them so much. It was again because the network cut off their show. Yeah. So that, yeah. So the Jean storyline with Sue's, Sue's sister, Jean, all, I remember those episodes. So I must have watched into the third season then because this is season three. Um, those episodes were heartbreaking. Yeah. Her with her sister. I mean, that's when I really started to love Sue as a compassionate character instead of just thinking she was hilarious. So it felt disrespectful, you know, to kind of push that whole Sue thing aside when she was really struggling with the Yeah, with totally. Yeah, she got she got more depth for sure. Mm-hmm. Short-lived, but she got more depth. Okay, so let's just go through the songs really quick because that's really the plot. There are really no subplots. That's the plot. So yep, we can yep. breeze through the songs real quick. So mm-hmm. I know you both hate this song, but what did you think of this cover of All I Want for Christmas is You? I mean, Mercedes Jones is a, is amazing. Her yeah, voice she, is so great. So if I have to listen to this song, I'd rather listen to her sing it. She, in general, every song she's done over the course of the show was great. She's spectacular. I wish she got on, went on to do like Broadway or something. Yeah. I really liked the tree, like the tree they were decorating during this song. I just liked the choreography of this one while they were singing. I didn't like the purple tree. But the, the dancing and the way they did it as like... Yeah, the dancing. Yeah, agree. And how, it, was, it, was a, it was a dance to decorate a tree. And, uh, yeah, I did. That like just it. made me feel like home because that's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Does Christine spin into the garland and you catch her in your arms as Ellie holds up the mistletoe over you? To <laughs> How else would you decorate a tree? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I li- I liked that part though. I liked it was perfect point at the end of the song. Well, we're talking about decorating trees. I'm gonna go off on a tangent here. I know we're trying to keep it nice and tight, but have you? How do you guys put on your lights? Do you wrap the lights around the tree? Yeah. No, I do the I do the special trick that the what's the flipping re- ice skating rink in the famous tree that that is in new york city rock center 
Rockefeller center tree. Good grief. I do the trick that they use when they light it where you do it in figure eights. Okay. I just learned about doing it straight top. They say to do it like top to bottom all the way around and it yeah. gets a, it makes it look like a lot more lights and then you don't have yeah. to worry about tangling them. I just learned about this. Yeah. I'm really excited to try it. Like fighting. I love, set up I love the fact that all three of us have different methods. <laughs> well, I, I don't yet. I'm going to try it. I'll have to update you, but uh, I usually do the round and round and get really frustrated and because I can't quite reach around the so, tree. So I don't know yeah. if you guys have noticed, I have very little patience in general. I know. Shock. Really? You just get uh, net lights and just throw them on your No, tree. no, no, no. We have a bunch of lights, but <laughs> without fail, without fail, like five to ten minutes into decorating the tree, doing the lights, doing the light part, I just like throw them up into there like, I can't, I can't. And then Sarah, and then Sarah has to go and do the lights, <laughs> the, the lights by herself because I just get so frustrated. Oh, <laughs> that's really funny. I put I put the star on at the end. I think we <laughs> I do a webcam and like live feed our our, our tree, tree decorations. <laughs> yeah, Patreon. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Especially Anthony's now would be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so the next song was "Blue Christmas" with Rory sings because he misses his family. He's gonna mm-hmm. be spending Christmas alone. I agree with you, Julia. I like Elvis's version better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't dislike the song in general. It's not one of my favorites. It just kind of falls in the middle of the pack. Yeah, me too. I'll take it or leave it. But Elvis's is better. Rory's just, I mean, if you're going to cover an Elvis song, you've got to have more personality behind it. Yeah. Yes. He was very bland. Oh, note. Yeah. He just stood there. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't very interesting. But the next song was probably my least favorite in the episode. And it's because I have a hatred for this song in general. But then also because... I hated this cover. I hated the character singing it. River by Rachel Berry. Yeah. Not a fan. That was my least favorite of all the episodes we watched. All the Christmas songs that they did. This was I 100% agree with you. It's not a Christmas song. Is it supposed to be a Christmas song? They They have lyrics referring to Christmas. Oh, do they really? Oh, I've never listened to it close enough. Isn't the opening lyric, it's coming on Christmas? Yeah. It's coming on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Okay. I never hear this in Christmas rotation, even on like the all Christmas music radio station. So I ever. used to have all the Now CDs back when those were big. Like, Now Christmas. Now that's what you call Christmas. And that was never on any of them. So really? That shows, yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't they, somebody make a comment right after that song about they want to kill themselves now or something <laughs> like that? I already did. I thought it somebody in the, did. In the thing. Yeah, the lyrics yeah. go, <laughs> Christmas, cutting down trees, they're putting up reindeer and singing songs of joy and peace. Yeah, that's it. So it's then more we, a song set at Christmas than a Christmas song. Sorry, go ahead, Anthony. There you go. Then we have an original Christmas song, I think. Yeah, I'd never heard it before, although it sounded familiar, but... It's... uh. Called Extraordinary Merry Christmas, which Wikipedia said was sung by Blaine and Rachel, but I think it was sung by all of New Directions watching it, but I thought it was okay. Yeah. It takes a lot for me to like a new Christmas song. Yeah. yeah. Just don't try, guys. Then Santana sings Santa Baby. I actually really like this cover of it. I like yeah, I it better than the creepy Madonna cover where she- Madonna sang it? Was it, wasn't it Madonna who it did sure the was. really young five-year-old little girl type voice when she sung it? It's really oh. creepy. All I can hear is the original Santa Baby. Which one, Eartha Kit? Yeah. 
I think I've, I've heard. heard I think I've heard so many different covers of that one. The Eartha Kit one sounds so like slow or something in comparison to the yeah. original one. To all the yeah. ones that have come after it. Do you like the original one by Eartha Kit? No, I don't like the song in general. No, mm-hmm. but if I have to pick one, it would be the original. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan at all of Seducing Santa. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have Let It Snow, which is Blaine and Kurt's duet. This episode, I liked it. I really like this version. Their duets always hit for me. It's the first one I liked in this episode. The first song I liked in this episode. Although, you know, what bothered me was the black and white was flat or something. Like the colorization of the black and white show was just very flat. They should have described it, but it wasn't. They should have shot it with actual black and white film instead of converting it afterwards. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah, it wasn't nearly as dynamic as a true black and white show like that. I loved. I agree with you completely about yeah. the black and white. Yeah. Did you like this song, Tom? Nah, it was, it was okay. So you liked baby. It's called outside better. I did. I really, even though I don't like that song, it was yeah, just like, done better. Yeah. yeah I like that I, one. I, I liked it better too. Um, so then we have my favorite things sung by Blaine, Kurt, Mercedes and Rachel. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, I never considered this a Christmas song. It's not a, it's not that you don't consider it. It's that yeah. it's not a Christmas song. There's nothing Christmas about it. Thank I don't you. Know, uh-uh. don't know how it's but people like to bring it up. Everyone. I don't understand why. I don't like, either. I don't. It's always, it, I just, when I hear the song, I associate it with the sound of music. Nothing to do yeah. with Christmas. Yeah. No, nothing. I Pretty, agree. 100%. Uh, the sound of music is pretty strongly not Christmas oriented. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, do you think that My Favorite Things is a Christmas song? Because I'd love to hear from people who do and why. Because for me, it's always. It's always we, won't, music. we won't tell you off for being wrong either. Just we want to hear why. <laughs> well, Anthony might. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not agreeing to that. <laughs> Anthony and um, Tom might. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Santa Claus is Coming to Town, sung by Finn, Noah, and Joe. I don't know who Joe is. I don't know Joe, but this was painful for me to watch. Yeah, this was just all the way around. It was. This was an awful cover. Yeah, well, and it was. It was also part of the who sung it, and I was. It just. It's hard to separate those now. You know. Mm-hmm. Joe's that, but Joe's yeah, the, not a good. Cover. Joe's the dreads guy. Oh, he was in this oh, episode. Yeah, he was in this. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Yeah, that's how memorable he is as a character. Yeah, seriously, though. <laughs> then we have Christmas Wrapping, sung by Brittany and Tina and the Cheerios, which, by the way, I always love the name the Cheerios or the Cheerleading Squad. Yeah, I like that, too. What did you think of this one? Slash, do you like this song in general? No and no. Yeah, no and no. Agreed. It's a really obnoxious earworm. It's not it, is an, it is an earworm. I'll give it not that. Not in a good way. Have y'all heard the toy packaging song by, I can't think of her name. It's a more, it's a newer Christmas song. And it's kind of a, a short little ditty. You haven't heard it. Mm-mm. It's great. You should Google it. But it's essentially a parent griping about the packaging that toys come in. Nothing makes me lose my mind like toy packaging. It's like a cute little jingle. It's hilarious. I love it. Anyway, that always reminds me of this. That's really funny. Yeah. And then the final song of the episode, when they're feeding the homeless with Sue, it's Do They Know It's Christmas, which again, I know you guys don't like this song in general, but what did you think of this cover? I didn't think the cover was bad. It gave me the most feelings because they were doing something nice and feeding the homeless. Yeah, they were. And the harmony was good in it. It was pretty solid, maybe even more solid than 
Band-Aid. Taking every rock singer known to man and throwing them in a room to sing together. <laughs> you leading it up. It was all right. I wouldn't, I had nothing to write home about. Okay. Do you, so do you guys have any quotes to this one? I'll kick it off while you guys are looking. So at the beginning, when Sue is like, wheels, porcelain, other day, the Yuletide season is upon us and everyone knows that Christmas is the time for forgiveness. So... I've decided to forgive you for not ha- for having no talent and ruining the American songbook one mashup at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her nicknames throughout the show for all of them, by the way. Yeah, Porcelain and yeah. they're pretty great. <laughs> I don't have some of them are horribly racist and I don't know how she gets all the way with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, because this made me laugh um, since you mentioned racist. Um, when they were showing the <laughs> intro to the special and they showed the two Asian characters together and both of their last names are the same, but they say no relation. I liked when Finn and Puck walked in during the special and Blaine's like, say, are you dressed like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo? No, that's copyright infringement. Any resemblance <laughs> to Star Wars characters is purely coincidental. <laughs> I will say um, the uh, AV Club reviewed this and it's only their second F rating they've given. Ever? Really? Mm-hmm. I have two more Sue ones. So Christmas isn't just a time when Jewish kids get slightly uncomfortable and dwarves get jobs as Santa's helpers in demeaning non-union commercials that make them quietly die inside. And then when she's discussing her canceled Christmas plans, I made plans to shoot reindeer from a helicopter with Sarah Palin, but she canceled. (laughs) Apparently Todd gets fussy when she misses his ballet recitals. So does this episode pass the Linus test? Because I'm going to argue no, because they did not make the decision to go help Sue. No. Yeah. They didn't have a change of heart at all. They didn't. Yeah. It wasn't anything about their character being built or expounded upon. It was just, oh, we didn't get our way. Well, let's go do this since we said we would. So what would you score? Three. One. Seven. Whoa. I was not expecting that seven. I wasn't either. It's it's my second favorite. It's going to get a lot lower from here. 3.667. Tom, do you want to introduce the next one? Anthony, I would love to introduce this next part. This is season four, episode 10, which originally aired on December 13th, 2012, and it's called Glee Actually. And it was written by Matthew Hodgson. In an homage to the beloved holiday film, Love Actually, seemingly separate storylines come together to form one Merry Glee episode. Can I take umbrage with that description? For the record, I did not write that description. No, no, no. Not the quality of the description at all, but Uh the fact that any of this episode resembles anything from Love Actually. Love Actually. 
I don't even the whole piecing together where they're all intertwined at the end. I don't see that. Neither uh-uh. at all. No. I was super ticked that they named it Glee actually and then it had nothing to do with love actually. The only love actually reference I noticed was at the beginning when Sue yeah. is writing and talking about it and she's like the movie that nobody loves but seems to air on cable all the time. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, uh, of course Sue would be the one person who hates love actually, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So overall thoughts with this episode – my second least favorite one. I didn't like this one. Yeah, I've been, there. I have very few positives. Yeah. Um, I will say I I do appreciate about because this is a season once the original cast left, even though a lot of them are still in it. I do like that when they shot Rachel and Kurt stuff, they actually shot in New York because it added some realism to it for me. So I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. But um, I could care less about characters like Marley and. Puck's brother and all the new kids. I really have no attachment to them, especially having not watched this show in a long time and just putting on this random episode. Like I could mm. care less. Guys, mm. it was the Mayan apocalypse. Come on. <laughs> Gosh, Brittany. I'm just, Brittany walking down. Hi, here's a Rolex. So, uh, before we get into things, though, can I quote one of the worst lines that I've ever heard anywhere? It's when Puck's little brother gets attacked and he says, hey, one Puckerman just ate your lunch. What do you think is going to happen when we unload two barrels of Puck shot into your ugly mugs? (laughs) Oh, man, there were some quotes. That was awful. Yeah, in all of these where I'm like, what did you just say? Oh, I could have written that. On a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so, I just had to get that out of the way because it was so bad. But I, I really, <laughs> I did like the Puck Brothers stuff. And I would and I would argue that that's one of our Linus moments. I could see a little bit of that. The moms. But the moms, yeah. Realizing that family's more important, that they come together through a shared yeah. experience. They set it's just so painful that it took, it took all of that to get to that part. Like the movie lot and the... Oh, yeah, that was really know. dumb. Although the, that, yeah, that, that Hanukkah thing. song was really fun. Okay, I'm getting out of it. I like, yeah. So my favorite plot line in this was with Kurt and his dad. And I find Kurt insufferable all the time. But I really love his dad on this show all the time. Uh-huh. Because I remember when they set him up in season one, it was when Kurt was still in the closet. And you thought this guy was going to be like this tough, hard type person who wouldn't accept it. But he completely embraced his gay son always so supportive of him and his friends. I love his character so much. Mm-hmm. So I like that he was in this one a lot. Uh, he came to New York. I didn't like that he came to New York to tell his son though he had cancer. Yeah, so what happens with that afterwards? Because I feel like they, I mean, I don't know if that continues on in the storyline or whatever, but I feel like he could have come to New York without super awful tragic news. Right, or, he could have just come to surprise him. They're playing on the big, the big fear of the C word. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that he brought Blaine to New York, too, to surprise him. Mm-hmm. I loved the uh, the Sue gift-giving, helping Millie and her daughter. So Sue talks to Coach Beast <laughs> with Coach Beast's mouth full of food. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and finds out, you know, she gets Secret Santa, and she's got Millie, this really overweight cafeteria worker and 
dude just happens to be walking by and hearing her talking to her daughter about how they don't have money because her daughter has a meat, an eating disorder um, and her mother wants to get her healthy and uh, it's going to be really expensive. So they're not going to get to have Christmas. So Sue and Becky go under, like they break into their house and set up a Christmas tree and bring all of these presents and um, $800 to help, you know, that goes for sessions, therapy sessions for the daughter. Mm-hmm. And when Millie comes in and she's like, I wanted to thank you for what you did for Marley and me. She says, I have no idea what you're talking about. I had nothing to do with the making of that film. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she said Marley and me, I started laughing because that's the first thing I thought of was that, that book. <laughs> and then she, of course, made up for it. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. That was definitely the, uh, the sweetest plot line. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Brittany getting married because the world's ending. <laughs> So Brittany and Sam think the world is ending because this is 2012 and they thought the Mayan apocalypse was coming true and uh, they decide they want to be married and <laughs> have one another when the world ends. So they get Coach Beast who got certified as a <laughs> on the, the Mayan church website to uh, oversee this marriage, which is obviously not a real marriage at all, but the two of them are such idiots, they believe it. Um, <laughs> what would you do though if you're daughter or son comes home and says my teacher got certified got ordained so she can marry us and now i'm married like there's there are no repercussions from the family for this it's not like it was just one day they did it on the 18th and didn't know they weren't married until like the 23rd but given their personalities maybe their parents just kind of like roll their eyes and are like sure okay i like when sam uh tells her you know when they're talking about it when they're doing their 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 vows he says, who knows what the future holds for us? Probably tsunamis and horrible sea monsters. But I'm not worried about that because I have you. <laughs> <laughs> and are those all the major plot lines? Should we just run through the songs? Yeah. So yep. the first one is Feliz Navidad, as sung by Artie and New Directions. I hate this song in general. This cover did nothing for me. Oh, I like this song. But it's kind of like Blue Christmas, you know. I like the original because we all sing it together in the car. <laughs> Nostalgia. But yeah, this was just dumb. The whole dream about, you know, if he was out of a wheelchair, literally everything on the planet would be opposite and different. He was the glue. Artie wishes he, he, he fell because the janitor didn't ice the ramp and he had to sit on the ground until somebody could help him back in his wheelchair. So he wishes that he had never been in the wheelchair. And then Rory is his Christmas angel, which again is a concept that I find stupid. Or we need movies with like Halloween angels and Thanksgiving angels and President's Day angels. Um, I like the Christmas angel. I know you do. Where's my Flag Day angel? I need a Flag Day angel. uh, (laughs) So Rory shows him what his life would be like if he had never been in the wheelchair and all of Puck and Finn are, are beating up Kurt because, you know, he's gay and... They, didn't, they never learned tolerance. And and Quinn died because somehow Artie being in a wheelchair. Somehow, oh, well, so he taking time helped heal her after her car wreck. And then, which I didn't know she had, but instead she never got healed and her heart broke and she died. And Rachel is working in a library and never went to New York. Not a star. She's, she's yeah. doing chorus in a community theater play. <laughs> I'm not really sure how Artie being... Yeah, that's her tragedy, is that she's not a star. Uh, and Will oh Schuster's God. married to his abusive ex-wife still, and he's an alcoholic. 
And she has a baby doll that she has to visit her real baby. Oh my gosh. It was stupid. It was, it was really stupid. Yeah, really mm-hmm. What do you think okay. of White Christmas, though? The, the duet for Blaine and Kurt. Yeah. I loved this one. I Me liked too. all yeah. their duets. I did too. I love, I love this one. I love White Christmas. And again, it's one of those that's so easy to do. I mean, none of them really compare, for me, none of them compare with being Crosby, but I have to look at them as something different. And I just loved the scenery of white New York, too. Mm-hmm. On the ice skating I, rink. On the ice skating rink, yep. Oh, I like that. And then you mentioned it earlier, Tom, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. This was a really fun song. It really was. It was really fun. I was dan- totally dancing along. 100%. Yeah, me too. Um, then we have Jingle Bell Rock, sung by Sam Evans and the Cheerios. Mm-hmm. So I like this song in general. This cover is okay, I guess. Yeah. I don't like this song, and I, ooh, I didn't like this cover. I like the song, and I like the cover. So we have all ends of the spectrum. Well, no, I guess we, just, <laughs> I guess we need somebody who likes the cover but doesn't like the song. <laughs> <laughs> then we have The First Noel, a song by Marley. I wanted, and- to, I wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't a good cover. I like the song though. It, but it was so sweet though. I didn't like it. No, I mean it was sweet, like the way she was singing to her mom there, and that's all her mom wanted for Christmas. And it, I guess it was sweet and staging. Anthony, you have no soul. You have no soul. <laughs> You're heartless. You're heartless. Yeah, well, I, that's because I didn't tell you my first kisses with a Dementor, so I've grown up without a soul. So. <laughs> I can what see an that. odd first kiss. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> the, the final song of the episode was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I love this song in general, and I like yeah. their cover. Yeah, this was a winner all around for me. This is another one of those songs lo- that's just always great, I think. I just always love Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It's always... Yeah. Although it's totally cliche for every, Christmas, every show that does Christmas episodes, one of them is at least going to play this song near the end of an episode. Have yourself it's in so many. But I'm not complaining because I love it. Christmas. Yeah. But yeah, overall, this episode was a dud for me. And again, I think a lot of that has to do with the new cast because I just don't yeah. care about them. So for me, I liked it. And I would rate it much higher if it weren't for that stupid Artie story. Mm. Artie's Artie. gonna Artie's costing me some, that Artie story is costing me some points, especially when he. I don't know what is he does he knock out Rachel? He falls asleep. He, he falls asleep. No, no. With when he's when he like pushes Rachel off, she like collapses and passes out like into Puck's arms. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm I don't like, is he supposed to hit her or what happened? That's when he wakes up. I don't. I don't know what was going on there. I uh, all of my you said all the quotes that I had during the episode during discussion time. So I'm oh, I stole them all out of order. <laughs> I have one. What is it? So it's when Brittany is talking to Sam and they're discussing getting married, and she goes, "Sam, when you first joined the Glee Club, I didn't notice for a while. It wasn't until you did a Rich Little impression and then told me it was Rich Little impression and then explained who Rich Little was." That I knew you were special. And I can't tell you how excited I am to become your Mayan star wife. <laughs> <laughs> I liked when they had their, their Mayan Apocalypse Club. And Brittany says, you guys, welcome to the first meeting of the 2012 Mayan Apocalypse Club. Tina says, wait, that's what this is? And Sam says, don't worry, it's also the last meeting. <laughs> 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 oh, and I just, I do love, it, it's too much to, to read, but I, I took the whole interaction of Brittany with <laughs> with all of the people at the club like they're, they're sitting there and she just starts randomly she's trying to be honest 
So she just starts randomly insulting all of them. One girl's like, I'm not going to take this. And she's like, no, no, I, I was just going to tell you, you're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute, Brittany. So does this episode pass Linus test? Even though I don't like the story, it does. It does yeah, for, I'd Sue. Agree. I, for Sue. And for Artie. Yeah. He does have that realization, okay, you know what? This is my burden to bear. What's more important is the people around me and the impact that I have. There was, there was a Linus moment there. It passes with the Puck's moms too, I think. Their story. Yeah, the mom's one does. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. like I didn't like when Puck took his brother to California because that was all really ridiculous. I don't know why his brother would actually believe he was that rich. But <laughs> the way they brought their moms together was sweet. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so what do you rank this episode? Five. Four. Two. Whoa, we have a tie. <laughs> really? Ooh. Extraordinary Merry Christmas and Glee actually are both at three and two thirds. But it's what's really surprising about that is how we come to it completely differently. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow, the snow. Said I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I write. May your days, may your days, may your days be merry and bright. And may all your Christmases be white. And then we reach our final Christmas episode in season five. It's episode eight, previously unaired Christmas, which aired for the first time December 5th, 2013, and was written by Ross Maxwell, who writes for Riverdale and Teen Wolf. This so, feels like a Riverdale or Teen Wolf episode, <laughs> now that you say that, doesn't it? <laughs> I can see it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, in an alternate universe to Glee, actually, the Glee Club in Lima celebrates Christmas while also preparing for the 50th annual Christmas decorations competition, which Becky, Sam, and Tina are all eager to win. The Glee Club also has to prepare a living nativity scene in which Marley, Tina, and Unique are all eager to play the role of Mary. Meanwhile, Santana joins Kurt and Rachel in New York for Christmas, where the three of them land part-time jobs as Christmas elves in a Santa Land mall. So this is the best episode they could come up with for an alternate universe of Glee, actually, because I hated this episode. Oh, I hated it, too. Well, they, they had this whole thing at the beginning about it being unaired. It was actually, you know, filmed and the studio didn't like it. So they rushed the other episode. Totally not believable. No. <laughs> especially with, with uh, Blaine and Kurt already being broken up. I mean, that's a serious continuity error. Yeah, it was just, it was dumb, especially, oh, especially the sexy Santa storyline just irked me to no end. Oh, God. I will say, I liked the look of Santa Land and the elf costumes and everything like that. The oh, whole and the- look of that scene. When the they trashy sang, elf costumes? They weren't trashy. The elf costumes weren't. The Mrs. Claus costume was trashy. Uh, Santana's uh, Santana elf was like was hardly covered. You could I didn't mind it. I love Santana. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I love the guy in the audience. <laughs> if, if they were talking about having irate parents after Santana plays Mrs. Claus, which we'll have to talk about a little bit more. 
because that was amazing. <laughs> I would have lost it long before that point. But yeah, um, I know Anthony. You said you liked the the scene and everything. Wasn't the Here Comes Santa Claus just amazing? Yeah, it really like, was. I loved that whole choreography. That co- the song itself. I loved it. If I were at a store and I saw the elves start doing that, I would totally lose it. I really would. But why did they have, why did they employ all little people except for three random college students? I have a hard time with it, with the, the little people always being as elves. It just feels a little bit, you know, maybe we should move past this a little bit. Well, that's why I loved that the little person in elf wasn't an elf and Buddy the Elf got confused. Yeah. <laughs> So, again, just because I don't like the new kids, this is probably my favorite storyline in the bunch. As much as I hate the sexy Santa thing, I liked the Santa Land stuff. This part was my favorite part of the episode. I really felt like they could have done a lot more. I was hoping for some David Sedaris, Santa Land Diary shenanigans happening. So, the sexy Santa stuff, I hated. I did. It was kind of nice, the... the, um, Santana coming to town, though, it was really kind of, it was sweet. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't think Santana really got along with either of them when they were in high school. Mm -mm. It was just an excuse to get Santana over there and have her in the episode. Yep. Mm -hmm. I always liked her as a character, though. Like, her attitude and everything. I thought she was fun. I did not. Yeah, she was Where did she go for her bath? Somewhere (laughs) in the mall at this time? Because she just says, oh, I I stepped out for a a much-needed bath or something like that. I'm like, where are you getting this bath? I mean, maybe the locker room. That was a really nice bath for a locker room. And if there's one thing I know about New York, I'm assuming based on their, maybe I'm wrong, but I would imagine that they would not be living in. They would not be living in an apartment that looked like that at all, by the way. Well, isn't, aren't Rachel's dads rich though? Um, If they, if they established her dads are paying for it, then fair enough. Cause I think her dads are wealthy. They're, They're wealthy attorneys. Yeah. I don't, but, know, I don't know if they established that in this episode, but it was my general assumption that. That is the only way they could ever afford a place like that in New York City. Just like I'm glad friends explained that they rent control. They were still under her grandmother's name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because rent control does not exist in the city anymore, except for they're waiting for all those old people to die. So what's going on back in high school in this episode? Because I, <laughs> my eyes blurred over during the high school crap. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's the new cast. Um, they're having some issues oh. casting the living nativity. Who's going to be Mary is the question. Which got really, uh, really unnecessarily weird, too. Yeah. Not to yeah. mention, they also had a 50th annual Christmas decoration competition. And I like that Sue called out, even though we didn't do it last year or the year before that. Or the yeah. year before that. That was funny yeah. to me. But she acknowledged <laughs> that they're creating, that they're going back and creating this big deal that's never been a deal before. Yeah, that was really <laughs> self-aware and uh, total Ryan Murphy. That was right. I had to have been influenced by Ryan Murphy. Um, so this episode has my favorite Christmas tree. And it's which, that one that they decorate at the end with the antlers on it and stuff. It's like that cabiny feel. The green tree? Yeah. If I, had to, if I had to pick a tree, I would probably decorate in real life in my own home. It'd be that one. Might not give me the most Christmas feels of all trees, but... I thought it was beautiful. Oh, I loved it. That is very much a, a Tom kind of Christmas tree right there. So the living nativity stuff got kind of awkward a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I just 
didn't like any of the stuff going on back in uh, school in this episode, mm-hmm. which is why the Rachel and Kurt stuff, even though I did not like Sexy Santa. I like the they, rest of their story. It was they, fun. Yeah, they win for me because of the Santa Mall stuff. So let's just go through the songs real quick. Here Comes Santa Claus was amazing. It was. It was the song, the dancing, everything was just perfect. It was okay. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, which Will Schuster and New Direction sing. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, okay. Mary's Little Boy Child, which Marley, Tina, and Unique sing. That was just disgusting. Yeah, but man, I couldn't stop my foot from tapping. I mean, I felt betrayed by my own body. <laughs> My foot was tapping to that song. For your sacrilege, you mean? Yeah, exactly. That was bizarre, too. I don't like the song in general. So. I don't either. With the, no. But they were trying With to convince the... her to be Mary by being sacrilegious. Yeah. <laughs> because I... she has Mary in her heart, which is another thing I don't really understand. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like TV should just not try to be theologians. But at least they were being respectful to the Christian faith and, and they've really the, the the one thing about this show is they've always done a nice job of honoring and respecting the, the traditions the religious traditions behind Christ, Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then the next song was sung by Kurt, Rachel, Santana, and Sexy Santa, the chipmunk song, Christmas Don't Be Late. That was so I dumb. Order to do this. That was so dumb. Helium does not last that long. I agree. Although they did keep taking hits in fairness. But yeah, I uh, did. I like the way you said taking hits because they acted like they were doing drugs. <laughs> they did. They really did. I'm like, you're, you're breathing helium. Every th- three-year-olds or uh, every third grader has done that. <laughs> then we had Love Child, sung by Unique, Marley, and Tina. Again, I no, wasn't a fan. I really was not a fan of this one. Mm-hmm. And then we had Away in a Manger, sung by Kurt, Rachel, Santana, and New Directions. I liked this one. It was nice. It was sweet. I don't even remember it, honestly. These aren't memorable to me like the first one was at all. Well, you could tell these these weren't as memorable because we didn't spend as much time on these either. Like the first one we spent bulk of the time on. Yeah. I don't have any quotes to this episode. Do either of you? I don't. Nope. Does it pass the Linus test? I mean, they're trying to get, they're trying to create a Linus moment with new blonde girl, the new Quinn that I don't even want to take the time to learn her name. Oh, Kitty. Accepted as Mary. Whatever it is, they're trying to get her to like find value in herself through being Mary for some reason. But I feel like that was a really weak attempt and did not pass, did not create a Linus moment for me. Yeah, I don't. So, no, I don't think it does. It doesn't give me Christmas feels. Mm -mm. Me either. Well, I felt Christmassy during the Santaland stuff, but yeah, no feelings or Linus test moments for me. No, I I really, I think that, uh, that that was. It kind of feels like the writers maybe phoned this one in. They knew it was the last season. For me, the, the rest of the Christmas episodes that we've had that we really liked, Sue was a big part of those, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we see, saw a lot of, char- of Sue's character development in the Christmas episodes that I didn't get that far in the show, but I didn't see in other episodes. Well, yeah. She, well, she wasn't barely in this one. Which is sad. So what would you rank it? I give this one a 0. .9. I give it a one. I give it a 2.5. I've been going back and forth here. That brings it in at under, just under one and a half. To round it out, these shows, uh, these episodes steadily decline as the years go on. Our number one episode unanimously, everybody rated number one um, highest. Um, and then we don't agree at all on the next two. And we all agree on the last one. <laughs> Despite the fact we don't agree on the next two, they average not the same. <laughs> they do. <laughs> 
That's really funny to me. This, this, our ratings for these are really funny. So, real quick question for you: Do you guys have any of these Glee songs on your playlist, Christmas playlist? Not these from this episode, just in general. Any of the Glee Christmas music? Oh yeah, I have last Christmas, but I feel like I need to buy more of them now after watching. So I might be adding to. I have Santa Baby. I have God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, which I don't even think was in this show, but I mm. really like their version on the CD. Oh, I do too. I do a lot. That, that's like one of my favorite versions of that song. Is that Rachel who starts out with it or Mercedes? Rachel, I think. Oh, yeah. She did really well. I think it's. I think Rachel, Mercedes, and Santana all sung in that song. And the three yeah. of them were some of the strongest singers. Um, I have Welcome Christmas. I have Last Christmas. I have Oh Christmas Tree, Christmas Eve with You, Extraordinary Merry Christmas, and the Most Wonderful Day of the Year. I definitely need to add some. I mean, I own them all, but that's just on my play. I try for my Christmas playlist every year just to have like a version of each song. One, I don't like duplicating it because I have mm-hmm. Every Christmas song known to existence duplicated like probably like 20 times on the iPod, different covers. I'm sure we have some of it on our playlist. I may add some more after this episode. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer are pulling on the reins. There's a ringing children singing, all is merry and bright. That was fun. And if you want more fun, you can donate to our Patreon. For just a dollar a month, you can get access to our bonus content, including episodes for Hocus Pocus, the movie Clue, our full-length Office Christmas episode, which is double the length of the one we dropped on iTunes. And uh, we have some good content coming, including the three of us want to record an episode about our worst Christmas. That year where you learn all of your joy is taken away from you. The worst Christmas that every child experiences at some point, every parent dreads, that one. But we want to do something different for this episode and fun, and we would love for you guys to send in your stories from your worst Christmas so we can play them in the episode and talk about them. Um, So if you want to do that and feel so inclined, we'd love you to, and you can email them to stories at tispodcast.com. I'm excited and dreading that at the same time. Can I just say that? (laughs) I'm really excited. (laughs) Are our spouses recording for that too? They're going to tell their story? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like you said, you can get that to us or you can feel free to message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our subreddit. Those are all social media outlets we have. We love to hear from you and interact on those. those. You can find us on Facebook at Tis the Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle Tis the Podcast on Twitter tis the pod and our subreddit r tis the podcast next week we are continuing our month of tv episodes geared in the christmas spirit with the christmas episodes of friends we highlighted the four main christmasy themed friends episodes hint for the future we're looking to cover the thanksgiving friends episodes that are possibly more popular as far as holidays come on our patreon site so 
keep that in your ear when you start to think of whether it would be worth it to you to donate. But for next week here, where you hear us every week, we're going to cover season three's Christmas episode, the one where Rachel quits, season six, the one with the routine, season seven, the one with the holiday armadillo, <laughs> and season nine, the one with Christmas in Tulsa, which Yay. is funny because two of us will be in Tulsa when we do that. <laughs> As always. And one of us will um, be in New York, like five of the cast members. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we will be covering, regionally speaking, all Friends members. We'll be. That one episode. I'm really um, excited for next week, guys. Me too. That one definitely maybe has a tendency to be a little bit long. So who knows? Maybe that'll be some Patreon content as well. I think you guys have some more exciting news too, right? You know, there is some exciting news. We are winding down the 200s. We only have 219 days until Christmas. So in three weeks, we will be under 200 days. I love that. And it's only 31 weeks. So now we're getting close to being out of the 30s. It's so exciting. Yeah. I feel like the weeks go by faster than the days sometimes. So the weeks is what I get very excited about. That was a good suggestion from Disco54. He was the one who said we should count the lower numbers too. So thanks, Disco. So next month, it's already halfway there. Yay. So do your homework, guys, and watch Friends. And just remember that next week will be there for you. So nice. Nice. (laughs) So since this was a whole music thing, let's try singing out. Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. You guys guys game? Because we're so good at syncing (laughs) up at the same time. We are. We are. (laughs) I think it at least makes me laugh when I hear it on the podcast. (laughs) Sure, I'm game. Sure. Have yourself... Oh, Merry, Merry little, little Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> 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 Bye, guys. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will be miles away Here we are golden days of your faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more once more through the years we all will be together the fate